What a big week, Loftus Party people. What a big week. Welcome to the podcast. We're just, we're going to be flying. There's so much to cover. There's so much going on. We got the Gypsy coming in at 100% uh, efficiency from Gypsyland. Where are you at? Where are you going to give your location this week? Um, I'm at the home compound. <laughs> That's where good. I am. And there's really bad wind uh, here. So we'll really? just hope we can get through this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Okay, so we're just gonna here's here's the here's the rundown just to so you don't get overwhelmed uh, later on in the show. We're thirty seconds in. Here, this is what's coming up on the show, you guys. Uh, we got Trump talking about sending illegals to sanctuary cities. We got uh, Big Billy Barr the, talking I about spying. I, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge uh, fan. We got uh, Julian Assange arrested, big WikiLeaks news. We got Elon Omar uh, and that whole kerfuffle. Uh, the president's taxes, we're going to get into that. Holy smoke. Then we get into some more fun stuff. We got Game of Thrones, uh, which technically will have prepared, uh, premiered last night, but it, it hasn't premiered yet as we tape this. Uh, Tiger Woods news. We got a new uh, Star Wars movie title. We got a teaser trailer for that. I actually saw Captain Marvel. We got to talk about that. Uh, I was on Fox and Friends this morning. We'll talk about that. Everything is is uh, everything is going very well. I can't complain. I can't complain. Big thank you to uh, right out of the gate. Big thank you to the the, the Patreons. That plan is coming together. Soon I will release the hounds on that thing. Uh, YouTube is going great. Facebook, holy smoke. Holy smoke. I did a video for Facebook. I was kind of behind the eight ball the other night. And so I had to, this will be great. This will go, little, 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 little. This will lead us right into the first story. It was about uh, Trump talking about sending illegal uh, aliens to sanctuary cities. And holy crap, that video has been shared a couple thousand times. It's got like 40,000 views. And it was like yesterday. Do you know uh, why? Why? Because it's fine. (laughs) He could totally do (laughs) that. It's fine. (laughs) I I think most people agree with it. Like Absolutely. I, I I I love the idea. I think it's wonderful. It's it's just fantastic. You're a sanctuary city, like, and what? Here's here's the thing, and maybe you can help me out. I'm sure you can. Okay. But like, how are how are the Democrats even doing uh, their their fake indignation on this? How can you even how can you even pretend to be outraged? What's what's the out? So I'm, I'm being completely serious. I'm the being best, stone cold the serious. The best is Gavin Newsom. You all are a sanctuary state. Yeah. <laughs> like, and what's his beef? Like, what's what's his problem? Like, to me, this is the ultimate. Put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Like, like Nancy Pelosi, the San Francisco area, just just open their arms. We were all told we were morally corrupt and bankrupt because we didn't just want to open our borders and let them all in. Let's send them to your neighborhood. And and is that is that the problem? I'm seriously like I tried to watch because because I was up at I went to sleep at midnight. I got up at three, went and did Fox, came back and went took a nap and then woke up. Uh, I'm I'm a little behind here, but I I don't even see like they're they're going 
they're saying they don't, they don't even know if Trump can do it. Is the problem like the, the cost of the transportation? Is no, it about renting the buses and paying for the, the fuel? They're Say what? Them all, they're flying them all over the place now. Yeah, so uh, so I'm I'm being completely serious. Like, where where's the where's the indignation? They have to. You 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 you're a sanctuary state. You're you're Los Angeles. You're you're San Francisco. You're, you're these wonderful places that said everyone's welcome. Give me your poor, your weak, your huddled masses. That's who we're talking about. The poor and the weak and the huddled masses. How can you turn them away? How can you be outraged at the thought? Here's my thing. Yes, you can't bring have it. it both ways. So you can't say that everyone should come in and we should release all these families into the interior and catch and release is the right thing to do and simultaneously say if Trump does this, he's punishing you. Yeah. It's they know they're wrong. They know their policies won't work. They know they're not prepared. It's it, I, if I'm if I'm Trump, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm dancing in the streets. I'm dancing in the streets. Well, and they're, they're just so. They're so easy to get there. It's just so easy to twist their panties into a knot. Well, certainly I, is I mean, for Trump. It, this, it certainly is for Trump. Yeah, this could be Trump's biggest troll yet just to call out their hypocrisy and make them at least start thinking about doing something different. And they like play right into his hands. And and I swear, and I I don't even know how they can have the uh, audacity to call him some kind of bad guy. Oh, he's using them as a political tool. He's a bad like. How can they even? You're using uh, them as possibly? political tools. It's uh yeah. It's here's the deal. Here's here's my little metaphor for the day. I was uh, a couple years ago. I remember Twitter blew up this one afternoon talking about the fire festival, right? <laughs> this uh seriously you, do you remember that i i remember portions of it yeah it was it was uh i think it was 20 2016 uh and these guys these promoters were gonna put on this huge huge music festival in the bahamas and ja rule was gonna be there and blink 182 and all these big bands and you're gonna have yep. and and i watched a documentary about it uh last night on on netflix and the Democratic Party is the equivalent of the Fire Festival promoters. This is – I'm serious. I'm completely serious. It's the best <laughs> metaphor e e ever. They talk about how wonderful it's going to be. It's going to be wonderful and socialism and we'll, and, and, and we'll share. And this dude, this Billy dude who's promoting Fire Festival was, was actively lying to people and spending more money than he was taking in. And he was inflating the numbers and just saying whatever he could. However – didn't they end up he getting was, like cheese the, sandwiches or something? Oh my gosh! They had a budget. They had a budget for six million dollars. Six million dollars for the catering. They had a wonderful, wonderful chef all lined up. Mm -hmm. But as as the money was being dried up, this guy was like literally writing checks that he didn't have the money, and he was lying to people. And he tells this he he tells his buddies like, "You got to do something about the catering. I don't have six million dollars." For, to spend on catering. How much do you have? I, I have I, – in, in reality, I have $1 million. So the guy had to get a new caterer. Can you imagine? You're trying to throw this giant party for hundreds and hundreds of people and then they go, OK, find a new caterer and we need him in a couple hours. So this poor soul – like the, the fact that they had like pieces of bread with a slice of cheese on it 
was like an insane victory. Right. But that's the that's the Democratic Party. They're going to tell you, hey, for, uh, Medicare for all. Hey, college is free. And then you're going to show up and they're going to hand you your piece of bread with your slice of cheese. <laughs> and, and then ultimately the guy like everyone's trapped on this island. They got nowhere to go. They have a miserable experience. And now they're suing him. And this is the path, you guys. This is the Democratic Party path. They're selling us Fire Festival. Millennials are buying into it. College people are like, "Yeah, socialism sounds pretty good." And here's the deal: uh, this isn't a thing with socialism and all this. You can't just call your parents and come home. Like your country's wrecked. So let's let's learn from the Fire Festival and not mess around with socialism. It was a great documentary. It was it was hilarious and sad and. If if that dude would have pulled it off, it would have been fantastic. It would have been fantastic. Right. And he actually came pretty close. Well, if he hadn't spent all the money. And lied to everybody and their mother. Right. And just – and then yeah, everyone – I don't think come to this party on an island and we're going to give you a cheese sandwich would have gotten a lot of folks. No, no. But when I they showed, they had so. the – they had the best social media when they launched this thing and the and the influencers and all that stuff. And that's like like literally it is it, the, the correlation between that and, and I'm not even kidding. The Democratic Party right now, they've got good social media people. You've got Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and you got Adam Schiff and all these people. They're toeing the line. They're speaking to their base and people are believing it. And Bernie Sanders is out there and he's doing well and he's hitting the stump and – Yada, yada. But you guys, you don't want to go down this socialism path. It is the fire festival. It will totally be the fire festival. And I know we've said it on this show a bunch. But like if you want to think about socialized medicine and if you want to think about government run health care, just take a look at the VA. Is the Ask yourself, is the VA crushing it? Are they crushing it? Okay. Or, or, or just look at the UK where you have a bunch of people in what we would consider – they're still very active senior years going blind because they're being denied eye surgeries. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got uh, uh, like half of the doctors. They polled all these doctors in the UK and half of them are seriously considering quitting. Yep. Because there's no there's no future in it. There's no money in it. It's ho- it's a horrible experience. It's not a good livelihood. So uh, I, I just think that's funny. Yeah, oh, well, it's not funny. And, it's not funny if you're I mean, English, but. You know, the thing that's killing me right now about this whole Medicare for all thing is Bernie Sanders and the elimination of private insurance. You know who doesn't do that? Canada doesn't do that. The UK doesn't do that. France doesn't do that. You know how I know? Huh. You used to live there. No, but I did work for companies (laughs) who had employees in those countries. (laughs) And we gave them supplemental insurance to get better health care than the national system provided. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really – I think Bernie's going to have a really big uh, problem trying to sell this whole thing. And, and for the love of God, for, it's just too dangerous, you guys. It's just too dangerous to, to do – to get rid of like supplemental insurance and all that. That's just – you're an idiot if you do that. If you I'm put not all your up my plan. I like my plan. Dig it. Dig Obama it. It took me a I while to get it, things – Bernie, what are you doing? Yeah, and isn't Kamala Harris talking about that too? She did, and then she kind of walked it back. It's like all of these candidates ran left and were trying to out Bernie Bernie. And it's yeah. really funny to watch because all of a sudden he came back to the center a little bit, except on Medicare, 
Medicare for all. But he's now talking about needing to talk to white working class voters and identity politics isn't okay. And I'm like, dude, you're going to get creamed. I don't know. Here's the, here's a weird thing. And this is like my thoughts on Bernie Sanders going back to, to 2016, that, that whole one, like that, that dude believes it. He is, he truly believes no, what he's saying. He he's going to be on, it's Sunday as we're, we, we record this. <laughs> Uh, he's going on Fox News tonight. Well, I yeah, think he's doing he's, a. He's actually the one saying, "Um, Fox News has a huge audience. We can't just not talk to those people." I I will give that guy credit for. Yep. I, I think he's completely delusional, but boy howdy, good move, smart move. He's hanging out in Pennsylvania. He's hanging out in Wisconsin. He's granted he's going like to places like Madison, but yeah, but holy they're crap, not, they're not going to vote for him. Most working class folks are not not going to vote for him. I mean, you talk about the unions at the executive level that throw all their money at Democrats. That's like that's what I call an unholy alliance. Okay, it's about density and dues. They want as many union members as they can possibly get, paying the most amount of dues they can possibly talk them into. Okay, because for the union leadership, it's about political power. Okay. The guys on the floor wave American flags, have shotguns in their trucks, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think the union leadership is going to get out the vote in these industrial-type unions the way they used to. That's just me. Well, it's going to be tough. It's mm-hmm. going to be tough. And, like, having – I've done stand-up in Madison many, many years ago, and it is – it's like – it's it's San Francisco East. Uh, it's, it's so, so liberal. But – it, it'll be tough for like the the union people because it's hard to compete with the reality. Manufacturing jobs in the last uh, 23 months, manufacturing jobs are up like 399 yeah, percent. Like those jobs are coming back and wages are 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 rising. So it's going to it's going to be tough to make the case that uh, that things aren't better. It's gonna be it's well, gonna be and, hard to fight that fight that reality, but like boy, tell the reality's never gotten in the way of Bernie Sanders. Reality's see, never gotten in the way of, of really, any socialist. Did you hear what he said? He doesn't really believe this either. He what, says because so, he has to release his tax returns, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had to admit he's pulling over in over a cool mill a year, right? Yeah. His direct comment. Sounded something like, well, I wrote a book. You can be a millionaire if you write a book. That's free uh, yeah. market capitalism, you stooge. And he did it in the most, like, old school, Bronxy, yeah, Russian I... Jewy kind of a, a way. He's like, I'm, so- I'm, so- I'm sorry I wrote a popular book. I'm sorry I wrote a book that was uh, translated into, what, five, six languages? I'm sorry I'm good at what I <laughs> He did that whole, I'm, I'm sorry I'm successful. But like, you can only I'm, I'm sure do the people who run these big corporations market. are thinking the same thing too. I'm sure everyone is like, "Hey, I'm sorry, I'm successful too, you moron." Don't exactly, tax me into oblivion. He just articulated the possibility for every citizen in this country to become wealthy via a free market. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's you just it's, blew it's, your whole narrative, dude. It doesn't matter that you were shirtless with a bunch of commies. And I'm I'm not even kidding. I think that you and I are the only ones who are like talking about that giant hunk of hypocrisy <laughs> that 
that giant turd that is floating in the 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 punch bowl of socialism. That's <laughs> like Bernie's like, I'm sorry, capitalism is great. I'm sorry. <laughs> capitalism sorry. rocks. It made me a rich I had, man. I I I created something uh, of value. A bunch of people wanted it. Uh, I sold it in an open market, and now exactly. I'm rich. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well then, I guess capitalism doesn't suck so bad. All right, we gotta move on. There's just so much. Okay. I love it. I love I love these big big story uh, weekends. We got uh, Big Billy Barr. Uh, I the, love the world him. Is... Oh, it's it's He's so wonderful. He's my new political crush. It has nothing to do with looks, but he is driving them nuts. But do you do you watch the Fox News? Do you watch the Fox News? I end up watching like the the testimony and stuff usually later on YouTube. I don't necessarily watch it live at the time. Okay, well it, it's it's just and I because I, I, you know we're we're about solutions and trying to figure out what's really going on and all this. It's so frustrating to watch the majority of the the pundits. Uh, on on Sundays with Chris Wallace or, you know, Media Buzz or whatever. The, the, on the right, you have to be, like, well thought out and, like, well, Bill Barr, when he said there was spying or surveillance, I, I looked up the word and, and surveillance is spying and they have to be, you know, so well thought out and well metered. And the left just does such a good job. I, I really got to tip my cap to uh, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and, and the Adam Schiffs, they, they do such a good job of they just stay on target. They just stay on target. Boy, I tell you what, Bill Barr, that's a, that's a horrible person right there. He used to be respectable, but now he's just a Trump stooge. I guess he, he traded in uh, uh, his, his regular hat for a tinfoil hat. Boy, Bill Barr, sad about big, big Bill, Bill Barr. It's just sad. Why would he do this? He's the people's lawyer, not Trump's lawyer. They just um, relentlessly... Yeah. There's about 50%, maybe even more, of the people who want to understand exactly what happened. He's not doing this for Trump. He's doing this so that the criminal justice system in this country doesn't lose all faith as an institution. It's well, it's it's right. It's right around the corner. It's right. And I, and here I'll throw in the uh, obligatory, you know, the majority of people who work for the FBI are fantastic people and they're good people and they're hardworking, law abiding citizens. OK, so we said that. That's another thing that the pundits always have to say. But listen, surveillance, spying, whatever. And I thought, listen, uh, bars, no spring chicken. He's been yeah. around the block. What is this? Is his third time as attorney general, something crazy like that? I don't know what number it is, but he also like ran an, a multi-billion dollar international company. Yeah. And then I'm sure, I'm sure Adam Schiff will be like, and there's, there's possible ties to Trump there. Trump might have oh him, uh, over a barrel. It's just, it's hard to just, this is just me. And of course I'm preaching to the choir cause I'm sure you agree. <laughs> When when you investigate someone from for, for collusion for two years, when when you have this, oh, he colluded with a foreign government, uh, and then there's uh, there's nothing there, or, or or not or not enough there to uh, warrant charges to to bring charges. Well, then you have to ask yourself, well, how did this get started? Like like someone, and this is the metaphor that that I I like to use. You're in a movie theater, and someone has has yelled fire, and everyone gets up and they freak out and they get outside, and and there was no fire. So now you have to find out. Well, well, you who yelled fire? You're not allowed to do that, right? Right. 
So I, I think that's what 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 Bill Barr was doing. And and boy, when he testified the other day, and I, I can't remember who it was, but he's like, yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure there was spying on the Trump campaign. And and whoa, you would have thought he just you know just that's peed it. all over the conference it, table. Are you sure you want to use that word? Well, okay, spying, uh, you know, surveillance, surveillance or whatever. And then, and I'm sorry, I'm just I'm on my soapbox here a little bit. Then you have to wonder. Like if if they thought there was, uh, say, Russians uh, that were working uh, in the Trump campaign or there's something going on, uh, why why then doesn't the FBI say, hey, that person you're talking to, uh, they're a Russian like like they did for uh, uh, what's chick from San yes, Francisco? Yes. Who's like, like that, hey, just a heads up. That is the question I want an answer to. Andrew McCarthy from National Review has been asking it for months. Um, yeah. Lindsey Graham asked it in a speech, and Bill Barr has said it. <laughs> if you thought the Trump campaign was a target, why didn't somebody tell candidate Trump? Yes. Yeah. So these, I mean, that seems like a pretty uh, p- pedestrian question. I mean, like that's like something you go into a coffee shop and 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 talk to somebody like that. You know, someone who you just met. You 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 go into a coffee shop. You're like, I'll take a I'll take a you know piece of pie and a cup of coffee. And then the 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 person behind the counter is like, oh boy, the spying on the Trump campaign. You could explain it to him in that way. And I, I don't see like it's just like these epic fails on these on these pundits. On the right, like they cannot just explain it. Well, because Trump himself was supposedly never under investigation, not earlier, not later, not ever. Okay? So if you thought these two low-level campaign staffers were being approached by bad actors from Russia, the campaign absolutely should have been made aware. Yeah. Yeah. Perhaps that was their insurance policy. Maybe. S- Maybe. Seriously, they're like, "Hey, like, here's what we'll do. We won't. We won't crazy. tell them." Yada yada. Are you there? I am. Okay. Uh, just it was, it was it got very very quiet for a second. Dan Bongino, uh, very outspoken dude. I like that guy. He was he he was. Uh, I guess someone was coming at George Papadopoulos. Someone was coming at George Papadopoulos and Dan Bongino, and of course, this is a name that. Never heard, uh, I'd never heard mentioned before, and uh, and Bongino goes once we once we find out, and he knew the guy's name. This this dude who was coming after George Papadopoulos. Once we find out who employed that guy, uh, all hell's gonna break loose. All hell's gonna break loose. So well, I, I hope mean, that he's happens. Been, he's been following it very closely. McCarthy's been following it very closely. Kim Strassel and all of these people. See. I can't listen to Adam Schiff anymore. Like literally the sound of that man's voice <laughs> does something to me and I get a tick. It's torture. It's I, torture. I can't listen to him. I can't listen to Chuck Schumer. I can't listen to Nancy Pelosi. I literally have to read articles or transcripts of what they said because I just – I can't yeah. listen to it. It's 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 the little smirk. It's the bug-eyed, unflappable nature of it all. Uh, Eric Swalwell has the same thing to me. Nobody questions them ever. No, no. And they they never. uh, And listen, I've seen like Schiff bugs me like that. uh, And also uh, Swalwell really, really annoys me. But I've seen Swalwell uh, on Tucker Carlson. 
like go toe to toe with Tucker Carlson and Carl and, and, and Tucker can't get under his skin. Tucker can't. And it's like, wow, this dude is uh, he's just he's just out there. There's like no there's like literally no talking to him. He will concede nothing, nothing. And it's it's like it's like talking to a Martian. So, oh, and speaking of uh, this is a horrible uh, segue talking to a Martian, someone who hasn't been on planet Earth for a while, who's suddenly found himself back. Uh, Julian Assange, Julian oh Assange. Oh my God! Did he not look crazy? Oh, that poor soul. Listen, uh, I, I, Julian Assange. Ultimately, I, I, don't, I don't. I didn't take him back in 2010. I was uh, highly amused by the WikiLeaks. That that was all fantastic, and it was it was wonderful. Uh, you, you can't whatever, I, but I, I feel bad for the guy. I really do. It's, oh, I don't. It's, I, I it's it's just it's it's pathetic and the whatever. He got uh, the upside out of the Ecuadorian embassy for like being a slob and not cleaning up after his cat and being rude to the staff. How happy are those people to see him gone? Exactly. How happy? <laughs> like you live in Ecuador. And then you find yourself, oh, I got a job at the embassy in London. London. Score. Mm-hmm. Boom. I'm going to have so much fun. It's going to be, oh, wait, who's the weird hermit dude? And what's with the cat? I, <laughs> it's like, that's, that's a real bummer. Why blonde chick keep coming over? Here, here, yeah. Yeah. Pam Anderson's here. What the hell is going on at our embassy? Roll cameras. Oh, my God. All these people. Here. He's a hero. He's the hero. People on the left. You can't charge him for anything. He was journalisming. No, journalisming does not involve helping people crack computer passwords to get into systems that they're not supposed to be in. Well, that's yeah, him and him and Chelsea Manning and and all that good stuff. Here's the, here's the upside for me. Here's what I I want to I want that dude to testify in front of Congress. I totally want him to do it. I want him because and here's here's the the upside of to, to WikiLeaks, they've never lied. Everything they've ever done, and this is the the scary thing is like when you're talking about troop movements and military plan, you're you're putting putting people's lives in jeopardy. But with the whole WikiLeaks thing, well, it was they've all never lied. It was all WikiLeaks. When he did it with Bradley Manning, it was still WikiLeaks. And not yeah. only did he put out troop movements and other things. It included the name of our resources in Afghanistan. You want to talk about getting people killed? Yeah. These were Afghan nationals that were helping the U.S. military. And he yeah, that is even no bueno. redact it for his, their names. The Guardian said, we'll go, just take it down. We'll go through and do it for you and give it back. Literally See, to save I... people's lives. And he's like, no, I don't think so. He didn't right. do journalism. He did document dumps. He took mm. everything he was given, and I mean hundreds of thousands of pages, and just put it all out on the internet. That's not journalism. <laughs> no, no. That's, that's not that's, journalism. That's literally so don't confuse, going through people's garbage before yeah, they even throwing it don't out. Don't confuse Julian Assange with a journalist. That's not. And if you notice, the, the charges they brought against him in the U.S., the indictment they have against him is very specific to what he did to get some of those documents so as not to chill the First Amendment. So everybody freaking out over the First Amendment, just be quiet. 
Yeah, I just uh, listen for for selfish reasons. I I want him to talk about how he got those emails. That's what I want to discuss. How he got the emails from the DNC. That's that. That's just it. Oh, and then the, this the other thing, just like a little pat on the back. I find it. I find it interesting that uh, it wasn't the Obama administration that did anything about Julian Assange. Uh, it, it's it's the Trump administration that got the guy ultimately. Uh, out of the Ecuadorian embassy, and he'll be extradited to the U.S. and yada yada yada. But well, that's he may one of those be things where extradited to the U.S. But I think the only place he's going to testify is in court if he doesn't plead the fifth. So, uh, yeah, that's well, just I, my I humble think, opinion. I think he has such an ego; he's going to want to testify. He's one of those dudes that thinks he's the smartest person in the room. I mean, like you, you don't do something crazy. like WikiLeaks and all that unless you think you're just—I'm a brilliant genius and I'll save them from themselves. No, I, okay. I, I honestly think the Russians are going to kill him. Ooh, I hope not. I, I hope not. I want that dude to talk. I want that dude to talk. Okay, Elon Omar. I <sighs> have about had it with this chick, and I'm not. I'm not inciting violence. Let the record show. I'm not inciting violence. But uh, I, I find those those statements that she gave at that that care. It, they 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 infuriate me. They infuriate me. And and for the left not to condemn her, for the left not to, for just to have her go, she you know, uh, care was formed after nine eleven because some some people did a thing, and we were losing our civil liberties. Like none of that is true. Like none, none of that, of that, is, that true. is true. And it, like, here's how sick I am of Ilhan Omar, as a person who had friends <clears throat> in the Amex building, who had a brother in law who was supposed to be in the World Trade Center that day. Yeah. Wonderful job, Minneapolis. Wonderful job. I will not spend one set red cent that gets returned to your state economically until this woman is out. Out, out, out. I won't visit. And it's a beautiful state. Yeah. I, I will deliberately deliberately look to see if it's a Minnesota company I am buying something from. And if it is, I will not buy it. I am done with these people. Uh, is there, is there any way she doesn't get reelected? I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. It's like just the way it's that there's that huge enclave of Somali refugees there. I know there's another huge one in Columbus, Ohio, and like, like, whenever you have like giant waves of immigrants, they all kind of, you know, you have the neighborhood, you have the Italian right. neighborhood, you have the Chinese neighborhood, and now you have like the Somali. I mean, they're they're just well, I know, all but there. Our government is actually setting up what used to be called the ghettos. And my great grandfather lived in an well, Irish yeah. ghetto, so just stop. <laughs> That's what every well, little I mean, it just ethnic enclave where they lived was called. It was the Italian ghetto, the Irish ghetto, whatever. Yeah, but I, I seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it, and like literally, like I think she gets elected again. I think she gets. I think there's enough Democrats who're like, oh boy, we are being mean to the Muslim community. We are being mean to her. She's standing up for women's rights, and she's awesome. So I think, uh, I think she totally gets elected again. Where, where is she even standing up for Palestinian rights? Hamas is killing their own people in the streets. It gets uh, yeah. no coverage on the mainstream media. She is silent about it. Rashida Tlaib is silent about it. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is silent about it. Don't tell me who she sticks up for because the only people she sticks up for are Muslim 
Islamists in this country. Period. She talks yeah. about being allies for the gay people. Really? Really? That's that. It's just it's just absolutely laughable. It's just absolutely laughable. Brigitte Gabriel said three years ago, the first time I saw a live uh, an interview with her, an unedited interview, she said the plan has always been to use our liberalism against us. So to use our belief in free speech, to use our belief in freedom of religion, to use our belief in inclusion. That has yes. always been the plan. Yes, I I firmly believe that, and and this is this is the other one where this is where the the show gets labeled as hate speech or whatever. But it's like care. you don't you don't have to you don't have to have a war. You don't have to fire a shot. You mm-hmm. just keep bringing more people in, mm-hmm. and that's what's happened to to Europe. It's yep. you can you could really make the argument that it's it is sadly it's it's over. It's it's over for England. It's well, over know. for France. I honestly don't know what they're going to do in the UK. Their government literally failed with this whole Brexit thing. You have got to see this clip. I was down at Comedy and Magic the other night. Uh, I put it at theloftestparty.com. Uh, and it's just I'm, I'm doing stand-up and I'm talking about Brexit. There's an English lady in the audience. It was Uh-oh. so funny. It was so funny. She's a very sweet person. She lives in America now. She's not going back to England. She's like, you can't go back. You can't go back. It's not England. <laughs> it's just like you feel you feel bad for her. But ultimately, uh, the people of England voted to leave. They're like, we wanted to leave. And their their representatives are not doing their bidding. So the people of England are being taxed and they're not being represented. Mm-hmm. It's taxation without representation. It hurts, doesn't it? <laughs> it really <laughs> So, you see what we were I, talking about, guys? Do you see now? See? Do you finally get it? Do you finally hear me now? I saw some tweet today that said something to the effect of, yeah, if the loyalists had been with George Washington when he was crossing the Delaware and been doing the calculus about what it was going to cost and Americans might lose 3% of their GDP, the Revolutionary Army would have drowned them and gone right ahead with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh How it's... dare you? How dare you, Theresa May and your little cohorts? How dare you challenge the it's will outrageous. of the English pe- people? It's completely outrageous. I, I and and listen, it's it's too funny. I do these videos on YouTube and it's it's part of the fun for it for me and the reason that I like doing it is you get to you kind of see where people are at like this uh uh okay uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez video boom goes off like gangbusters uh but people like Brexit they really don't care and then I kind of have to push back on that because I like to fight oh, for I the care. underdog and like right it's like I I'm still very committed to the yellow vest thing in, in France, like th- that, I care about that deeply. I care about Brexit deeply. But I tell you what, whoever's uh, all the subscribers on the YouTube channel, and thank you for subscribing, everyone. Uh, my, the the Brexit thing, not so much. My favorite, <laughs> not so much. My favorite was some lunatic representative in in the French government quote tweeting Alexandria Ocasio Cortez saying how she understood what the Jello Jackets were all about because it was about economic justice. I quote tweeted the whole thing. I said, no, it's not. It's about a carbon tax. 
Yeah. Stop yeah. lying. Just stop lying. This is the workers rising up because they don't want to be taxed again for your stupid environmental policies. Yes. Don't talk to yes. me about economic justice. They're fighting your economic injustice by continuing to tax the cheapest source of fuel that they have access to. Yeah. And it's, they it's, just, it's lie. just it's it's exactly and then historically it's very odd. It's like exactly what Rome did. Like if you live if you live in Paris uh, and you're the benefit. You get you you tax everyone mm -hmm. everywhere across France. Well, you have all these wonderful benefits. However, the people in the countryside aren't getting these benefits. They're not. Mm -hmm. They're the ones who have to do all the work, and they get taxed just to make the people in Paris's life better. It's exactly one of one of the reasons Rome fell. If you lived in Rome, you got a free bottle of wine every day. You got bread every day. You got to go uh, to the Colosseum and watch people hack each other apart with swords. Uh, granted, but but you knew you would live and you would be entertained and you would mm -hmm. at least have something. So the people in the the Roman countryside were like, "We're done with this. We're done with this. We're not gonna. Why should we? You know, bust our hump every day." That's a little history lesson from the uh, history. It reminds us of what we should be worried about. We are okay, like and running this podcast like a train today. I am. I'm tired. I'm on fire. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a big day. I'm it's fatigued. a big day. To, <laughs> There's lots going on. I know. Oh, and I tell you this, it's too funny. Uh, I the the Facebook page has been it's so nice. I I, I love it, you guys. And it, it this is the stand up comedian in me. When I make something and it's a video and it, like people respond to it, it really really makes me happy. That's just it's maybe it's shallow or whatever, but this video uh, is you know tens of thousands of views, which is always nice. Uh, tons of of new friends on Facebook, mm -hmm. so we're we're honing in on eight thousand now. And then once we get to ten thousand, there's Facebook Watch. It opens up a whole new uh, there's a whole new level of wonderful. So we're getting close. And the same is true for uh, the YouTube subscriptions. YouTube is. I love it, man. Like slow and steady wins the race. It would be nice. It would be nice to have a YouTube video go viral sh and and get like a uh, you know ten thousand subscribers overnight. Yeah. I, but I'm not going to count on that ever happening. I don't know. I don't know why things go viral. Really, if anybody did, they'd well, live in a giant mansion Star up on a hill. That one Star Wars video. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, well, now it's weird. It's like the Star Wars video was huge, and now this Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. However, we're getting close to uh, the bigger numbers. There, we're up to like we're almost at five thousand, and that's almost uh, it's it's good. Everything is just going wonderfully, wonderfully well. There's some great stuff uh, at theloftedparty.com. One of the things that I did uh, a couple days ago when the new Star Wars teaser trailer came out, I broke that down. And I've never done that before. That's the other thing, like, you know, flexing new muscles and, and writing articles and this and that. Thing. But the Star Wars teaser, Star Wars, uh, The Rise of Skywalker, J.J. Abrams is back. I'm sure you've, you've seen the trailer, yeah? Yeah. Well, here's <laughs> – I'll, I'll, I'll tell you my uh, – Yeah. I'll tell you my, my, my thoughts on it. First of all – it's like J.J. Abrams – here's the other thing, and this this is a good lesson for everybody. Measure twice and cut once. Never start writing a book without an outline. You, you need a plan. 
you need a plan. And evidently, J.J. Abrams had like some kind of loosey-goosey plan when he did uh, the, the, the Force Awakens. They threw that out the window. They didn't fo- – so I feel in a weird way. I'm very conflicted about J.J. Abrams. When I saw the trailer, I'm like, okay, good. Okay, good. Like right out of the gate. He's he, – this soul – and I'm, I don't really have pity on J.J. Abrams, but like Ryan Johnson did his best to ruin everything. He did his best to ruin everything. Oh, Ray, she's not uh, she's not anybody big. She's she's a nobody. Her parents were nobodies. What? Oh, Snoke, uh, the big villain. He's dead. Oh, uh, Kylo Ren, that mask that he wears. Take that off. It's stupid. Oh, the lightsaber of Luke's. Throw it away. It's dumb. Oh, Luke. Oh, he tried to kill a kid in his sleep. He's evil. Oh, Luke, he's dead. Oh, it's it just like ridiculous. Like, after it, it, he just just he like literally destroyed everything. Okay, so at least I'm not, JJ. I'm not as big of a geek into all this as you are, but even I know there's some genetic component to being a Jedi. She can't be nobody. Right. Well, so though, so this is what uh, the, the trailer's all about. Is like JJ Abrams. Like trying to fix as much stuff as he can. So like the first thing you hear is like Luke Luke Skywalker's voice. It's like not everyone is dead, and you're like, okay, cool, all right. So we'll be seeing Luke again. At least he's active in this. And they do the close up on the lightsaber again. Okay, okay, okay. The lightsaber's back. That means something. And then they show Kylo Ren fixing his helmet, and you're like, okay, Jeez. he's gonna fix that. It's uh, it, it, so it's. It's it's weird. It's like I, I find myself just hoping it's mediocre. So, I just find myself so. hoping it's mediocre. And that's just a that's just a, it's a sad statement on my life. I'm actually <laughs> this is this is going to be a complete flip for us. I'm going to let you go see it first and tell me whether it's worth it or not. Well, it's listen. And 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 maybe it's like the age I was when I saw it. And that Star Wars is a classic myth. It's like Lord of the Rings. It's it's yep. it's textbook mythology. And then they they decided to uh, interject uh, girl power and modern politics. And oh, here's the other here's the other character you didn't see in the in the teaser trailer for the 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 rise of Skywalker, uh, which I find that title to be interesting too. Uh, you didn't see that Rose chick. You didn't see oh, the, the, the 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 Asian character. You, and you barely saw you barely saw Finn. You barely saw uh, the uh, the black kid. It's it's wild. Yeah, but I think wild. he'll still he'll still be pretty important. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I mean, However, I just watched like, the trailer, and I mean, I didn't pick up on all the subtleties you did, and I went, "Looks like a Star Wars movie." It it does. <laughs> well, if you if you watch. Uh, and this is something that we should actually do. We should have a viewing party and we'll do it. We'll do it at, at gypsy camp. We'll do it publicly where we'll, we'll just have a public screening of, uh, the last Jedi and I'll just stop the film whenever I, I, I need to, to explain why something's horrible <laughs> and, and what a horrible choice they made. <laughs> It's literally yeah. – it's like they tried to kill the franchise. It's literally like they tried to kill well, the fl- franchise. It's, uh, actually, and- it's actually kind of funny because, like, you know how much I love the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Yes. How emotionally attached I am to certain characters who, not, who do not appear to be coming back in Endgame, which is kind of ticking me off. Um, <laughs> but 
but I'm still going to go. Tickets are bought. Um, yeah. But I still go and watch those pitch meeting things that that guy does on Screen Rant because they crack me up. Yeah, he's that. that's a very, very funny conceit that he has. Oh, my God. I, I'm so buying the mug. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Barely an inconvenience. Super easy. <laughs> Barely an inconvenience. I love that. It cracks me up. I love the franchise. I'm totally engaged in it. I love going to see the movies, but when I watch those, I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's not wrong. <laughs> and he has it for <laughs> Star Wars, too. I watched The Last Jedi one. And lost my mind. Because oh, The Last Jedi was completely ridiculous. But like, I mean, even Star girl, Wars fans. I'm the girl that if Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, or Return of the Jedi is on, I if I'm channel serving, I will stop and watch it. The rest of them, oh. not so much. <clears throat> the The Last Jedi, I'm, I'm not even kidding, is the only Star Wars film that I haven't purchased. I just it, – it's, it's, it, it is dead to me. I will never – I say The Last Jedi. I meant Return of the Jedi. Oh, Return – I'll watch that one. I'll, I'll watch, watch the I'll, first trilogy anytime. Yeah. I'll even watch like Attack of the Clones. Nah. That looks pretty good to me now. That's pretty appealing. Nah. <laughs> uh-uh. Well, here's, here's the problem uh, in, a, in a nutshell, and this will be a good transition. Stan the like, kid that played Anakin Skywalker. They, uh, oh, that poor kid. His life is tragic. His life is tragic. Um, you had Disney, like, okay, with Ray, it's going to be girl power, girl power, girl power. Like, we're going to show. And then what, what they do is <clears throat> her character flatlines. Like, she's not, she's not interesting because she's never weak. You don't know. Like, you just can't be super strong all the time. It's boring. You're, what that's what we Princess call uh, over, overpowered. Ray is just overpowered. I'm never worried about her because she can do anything, and that makes her boring. And that is is the exact same mistake they made with Captain Marvel, which I finally saw. I I have a question. Okay. What about Princess Leia? Like, how was Princess Leia not girl power? Uh, She was a strong, female, smart-ass character... Yeah. Who got herself into trouble and jeopardy just like the guys did, and she shot her way out. And could kill a creature six times her size while wearing a bikini. Bikini, and a boob didn't even fall out. <laughs> it's like, and that's the problem with, with uh, third wave feminism. It's like, you cannot be feminine and be strong. You can't show any weakness. You have to be covered up the entire time and behaving as if you're a man and just be super strong and be a man in a man's world. And to me, I, I, uh, like, there, there's nothing feminine about that. I will take Princess Leia over Rey and Scarlet Witch and, and Black Widow over Captain Marvel any day. There's this hilarious meme I saw where it's like, when you've and they show these pictures of Scarlett Johansson, it's like when you've worked at the same company for ten years, and then the new girl shows up and gets the promotion, and then there's a picture of Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Uh, I think they're doing the Black Widow origin story though, coming out in 2020. That's what they say. That's what they say. I, I don't think they, they have do. a script. She's I don't an think. Interesting freaking character. Yeah, but listen, I feel bad for Scarlett Johansson. She's had some really good swings at at, at some really good pitches. She did Ghost in the Shell and mm-hmm. Swing and a Miss. That should have been great. That should have been great. I, mm-hmm. I blame the director on that one. Captain Marvel, I just want to 
say this quickly because we're we've got Avengers Spoiler like literally alert. right right around the corner. Uh, Captain Marvel was just not good. It, it was just not good. And like, why do you go out of your way to ruin perfectly wonderful characters? You have no idea how bad it bugged me that uh, Nick Fury lost his eye because a cat scratched his eyelid. Not a cat. That was... It's a flurkin. Oh, Lurkin. <laughs> and isn't that a wonderful little name? It's a Flurkin, and we're all spo- a Flurkin. And that's another thing that bugs me that I talked about in my video. When you have a when you have a a, a being, a creature uh, that takes up uh, a half a meter of space, uh, it takes up a foot and a half of space. It's, it's the size of a cat. You cannot then have that creature uh, shoot out a hundred yards of tentacles out of its mouth and and take out a hallway full of bad guys. Well, you that's, can. That's, that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And it takes me out of the movie. And when you call that creature a flurkin and it can do all this birdie birdie stuff, it makes me think you're making fun of me for even liking this. Can, and then I like get resentful. Work. That was really that was really just uh that was horrible. That was horrible. And Captain Marvel, it, go back and look. Go back and look at uh, uh, Captain America: uh, Winter Soldier when Nick Fury uh, is is going toe to toe with uh, another character, and he's like, "Last time I trusted somebody, I lost my eye." And it's like, "Oh, I guess he was a liar then. I guess, I guess Captain, I guess Nick Fury is just a big fat liar, and he hasn't even done anything. Maybe he's just a policeman. Maybe he's not even a policeman. Maybe he's just a a, a warrant, a, a truant officer who stole a badge. It's like it's it was just god awful." Well, I'll take this tactic, and I'm going to say to you what I said after I saw it in a no-spoiler fashion, because I haven't spoken about the movie on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't put that cat, and I don't mean the flurkin, back in the bag. She's freaking invincible. She's oh, invincible. It's... Endgame Listen. should be about three minutes long. And this is the other thing that I said in my video. Like, you can go back to the source material. You can go back to the Marvel comic books. And yes, Captain Marvel does come in. Well, she's been around. She's been around uh, in the Marvel Universe for many, many years when when the Avengers go after Thanos. Uh, so that that is – that did happen. I'm not going to argue that that didn't happen in, in the comic book universe. But in the comic book universe, Captain Marvel had been around. She'd been flying around doing stuff for a long, long time. Right now, we're staring down the, the – we've had like, what, 20 Marvel movies? It's got to be close. 20 of them. You got uh, Captain America and, and Iron Man and the Hulk and all this stuff and the Winter Soldier and the Avengers. You cannot introduce a character. If, if you've got a book that is 20 chapters long, you don't introduce a new character at chapter 18 who can do Anything, anything like spoiler alert. I'll tell you right now. Spoiler, 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 because the whole movie is rude uh, and it insults my intelligence as a moviegoer. Listen, I I feel bad for Brie Larson. This is no fault of hers. She's a perfectly wonderful actress. Somebody told her that performance was okay. She stops missiles. She stops missiles like she's Superman, throws them into 20 other missiles, and is just completely unfazed. She learns to fly at the drop of a hat. She literally flies through a giant Kree spaceship and destroys it. 
and exactly. it's and, and, and not a hair out of place. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's insane. It's insane. And it's the same problem with Ray from Star Wars. Her character is not interesting because like nothing affects her. Like we're supposed to cheer when uh, when uh, Warren Beatty's wife is like, ah, oh, you're a stupid human. And are, are, are we worried that Captain Marvel isn't going to get up off the floor? We know she is. And then they flash back to her. Oh, when she was in Little League, she had to stand up. And when she wrecked oh, her go-kart, she had to stand up. I'm like, what am I watching here? What am I? Of course she's going to stand up. She's been nothing. She's that's never been in doubt. She stood up the whole time. She's like, it was just the worst. It was bad. It was like, just at bad. The opening of the movie, I kind of liked the relationship between her and the guy who was supposedly her mentor. Nick Fury. No, 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 no. The, the Cree guy. Oh, I tell you what, that's Jude Law. That is Jude Law uh-huh. uh, just shining a turd. Like he did a he did a, a nice job in that. I that's just he's, he a, he's just a good well. actor. He elevates the material. I thought he did very well. Um I actually liked the the little people with the ears. Um Oh, that was okay. Okay, let's talk about that for a second. Let's just talk about that for a second. You bring up a very good point. At the beginning of the movie, the scroll people, these they have these mm-hmm. d- green faces, they can become anybody. At the beginning of the movie, uh, Captain Marvel and her friends, her close friends, are on this planet. Uh, and they're like, oh my gosh, it's a trap, it's an ambush. Uh, and they try to kill her. They try to kill her, uh, but they knock her out and they take her back to their spaceship. And then they take her back to the spaceship. She's like, and she's hanging upside down. What are you doing to me? Oh, we've, we need the memory, we need the memory. Zap, 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 zap. And now, Captain Marvel, who's so powerful, uh, she has her hands are covered, but she's still blasting. She's killing people with her bare hands. That's when I was still on board with the movie. Yeah. So now, every, every green-eared goblin person scroll on that ship is trying to kill her. They're trying to kill her, right. uh, in, in, including the other bad guy. Then, halfway through the movie, uh, oh, then she goes down to Earth. And she's talking to Nick Fury, and there's another scroll up on the top of the parking lot, and he's like, bang, bang, bang. He tries to kill her. Then, a couple minutes later, she runs into the big bad guy, and now he's got this, like, nice English accent. And he, I did an Australian, but he's like, we need the information in your brain. It's the key to saving my people. Are you high? Are you high? You need the information in her brain? That's the key to saving your people? Then why were you trying to kill her for the last hour? Like, you made – they just, like, randomly made a decision. Ooh, we're going to do this flip halfway through. Horrible. But I like the guy fighting. who played the lead scroll. Mendelssohn. That guy's great. And I once liked again, him. I, I liked him, and I liked his character. I think his name is Ben Mendelsohn. He was fantastic. I also That's another, think like, he's so he's so entertaining. He could make that garbage good. Yeah, I know, but I so he made the movie. He made me not hate the movie. Yeah, those two well, characters, and I didn't mind Annette Benning's character. The one that drove me nuts was her best friend, who was a fighter pilot. And where they oh completely Lord. lost me on that one was what? Are you going to come with me, sister? I mean, total sister moment. Where they're going to yeah. go out in space together. And she's like, of course not. I have a kid. And the kid pipes up, no, mom, you've got to go. And if you croak, I'll go with grandma and grandpa. Yeah, every yes. seven-year-old is going to say that. What are you people talking about? 
it was ridiculous. And and that and that uh, and that Brie Larson, Captain Marvel, her character would even ask that woman to go on that mission. Like, what was kind just of rude. friend are you? Was like rude. But like, here's the deal: N- nothing mattered. Hi, nothing mattered. I know you're. I know you're a single parent. Come, like, come, get killed with me. What? That's not friendship. <laughs> That's God. what I'm saying, and that's when that's when everyone in the movie theater picks up. Oh, there must not be any real danger here. There must not be any real danger here. I mean, and look at like Captain Marvel. She she's on uh, that planet with her friends at the beginning of the movie. Uh, she's captured. She barely manages to escape. She lands on Earth, uh, and she's like, "I'm da- I'm down on Earth." She's separated from her friends. These these are, these are like practically her family for the past six years, right. and they're like, "You have to come back now." And she's like, "No, no, I got this." So she doesn't care about them. She doesn't care about them. And then she finds out she used to be a human. Oh, my gosh. I'm I'm not a Cree. I'm a human. Eh, that's cool. I'll, I'll, I'll roll with that. And then, and then she she finds out she was a human and she had a family and she had friends. She goes to her friend's house. The daughter's like, uh, you know, you didn't like your family. You, you, would, you would hang out with us. Here's us on Christmas. And she's like, oh, OK. She like totally – she doesn't – she has zero interest in finding zero her, her mom and her dad. Yeah. Zero. It was uh it was a poorly written thing. Moving on, we'll we'll close out the show with things that are not poorly written. Uh Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, uh as we broadcast this on Monday, it premiered last night. Uh next week we'll I'll give you uh the lowdown on it. I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. I think they're estimating a billion people might watch tonight. The the numbers yeah. are gonna be huge. Entertainment still means something. If you make a good product and you care about the characters and you have an interesting story and and it's all believable and you present it in that fashion of what if this was real, you do very well. And and Gypsy, I cannot believe you've never seen this. I've never seen this, but I did watch something on Netflix. I watched two things on Netflix last night. Okay. Um, If you ever made a mixtape with Home Sweet Home on it, I never did. Re- thank God. Shut up. You know me and hair bands. Come on. <laughs> okay. That's where we differ. That's where we differ. If you ever liked yourself a little bit of Mot- Motley Crue, shout out the devil. Um, they actually have a biopic written. And I like this because it's actually written by the band and produced by the band. Um, little bit, little bit of sex, little bit of language. But um, if you liked that genre, very good movie. And if you Here's the, the thing. 80s, it sounds really familiar. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to watch it. I, I mean, I've heard nothing to. but good things about this movie. I can't remember what's the what's the name of it. I can't the remember dirt. the name. The it dirt. doesn't matter. People people can find it. They can find yeah. it. Listen, the, the other uh, one was the Highwaymen, the people that the, the full story of the capture and and killing of Bonnie and Clyde. Super good. Woody Harrelson oh, wow. is good. Um, Kevin Costner, I liked. I liked the story. It's kind of, it's kind of calm, but um, I didn't realize how many fanboys and girls they had. They were freaking bank robbers and killed people. Oh yeah, well that was that oh was the God. whole that was the whole thing. You had these people, you had these farmers and working class people who were uh, up to their eyeballs in in debt, and they had taken out these loans from these banks. Uh, and when these, you know, Dillinger and Bonnie and Clyde and uh, Pretty Boy Floyd and all these dudes who would run around, they'd rob the banks. Uh, they were like, okay, that's justice. That's that, yeah, they were. They were like real folk heroes. And that was the the wonderful thing. I remember being a kid 
and seeing uh, the one with with Faye Dunaway and yeah, uh, Warren this, Beatty, they actually, which really holds up. Actually, at the end, they actually took like the AP photographs from the time and the clip from the movie. Like they tried to keep it super super tight to what actually happened, and it was a really good movie. It's called The Highwaymen. Yeah, I want to check that out. Woody Harrelson, man, that guy is is making some good stuff. Yep. Uh, the 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 first season of uh, True Detective is one of the best best pieces of television I've ever seen. That, All right, so we'll, we'll do Netflix a Netflix or is that um that's HBO. That's HBO. HBO. See, I don't have the HBO. Well, you might just have to get HBO Go. It's their streaming service. Oh, and this is so wonderful. This is the perfect. We have like uh, like less than a minute left. But it's just so funny to watch like Disney has just released their streaming service, which is just going to be over the top. It's just going to be over the top. Like all these uh, Marvel heroes. Uh, so you might as well. You're gonna need. You're gonna need the Disney next Netflix. Uh, you're gonna need the, the Disney streaming. You're gonna need your uh, Netflix. You're gonna no. need your uh, uh, I mean, your CBS I'm... streaming. You're gonna need your Hulu. So what you're gonna have? You're gonna pay uh, twenty bucks a month for Disney or whatever, and twenty bucks a month no. for uh, Netflix, and twenty bucks a month for CBS, and twenty bucks a month. It's gonna be just as much as a cable bill. So my it's thing. like they are, they are literally create. They're recreating the system that everybody hated. No, 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 no. What I'm going to do is, okay, I know there's a series on Netflix that I will binge watch for two series, when three actually. When Gotham gets over there, I will binge watch that. Um, I will binge watch Stranger Things, and I will binge watch if there's any future Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I'm not sure there's going to be. Um, Yeah. So... I will buy that for one month when they're all out, and I will literally binge watch it, and then I will cancel it. Then I will go over to the Disney streaming service, and I will watch the six-week series on Scarlet Witch. Loki, you know how I feel about him. I mean, I will literally sign up and cancel all of these things to watch what I want to watch. And then there's a whole bunch of stuff on Amazon Prime that I can't wait to watch. And I get that because I get my stuff delivered in two days. That's just free as far as I'm concerned. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to write this down. We're going to have to write this down and sell it as the exclusive, I'm going to call it the Gypsy Watch and Quit streaming program. <laughs> well, you know. like <laughs> Stream so, and quit. So Netflix is kind enough to drop an entire season. That's how they. That's what they do with everything. And I and, know, and, but why am I gonna pay for like if I know something's coming on coming on Hulu that I want to watch, and they're both twenty bucks a month? You I'm make you, you make a very good point, and you then make, I'm gonna go over to Hulu. You make a really good point, and I think I'm more people should hell. do this. <laughs> so here's what Netflix is gonna have to do. Here's what Netflix is gonna have to do. They're gonna have to start uh, releasing an episode at a time. So they're really going to they're going to totally recreate broadcast and cable uh on the internet. I just I I just I'm I just sorry, I but I'm not going to pay for all of these individual streaming services either. You don't understand. 5G is coming. Oh, once once I, I can't, that like, once that 4G. comes, once that once that's done, I I'm getting rid of the cable bill altogether because I don't even need it for my internet anymore. Well, there you go. And with your and with your system, with the exclusive uh, uh, Gypsy Stream and Quit, which is also the way you go to the bathroom. <laughs> which is 
the stream and quit system, like you for? can have. <laughs> you can avoid those giant cable bills. You guys, we're we're out of time. It was a phenomenal show. It was a great show. And before before we go, uh, a big shout out to Tiger Woods. I don't know how we got through an entire program without without doing that. That guy, uh, in, he fought his way back. He fought his way back. Everybody counted him out for years and years and years. He won the Masters. You got to give it up for greatness. Where regardless of what you think of the man as a human being, uh, he is one of the all time, if not the all time, greatest golfer. Fantastic. Big congratulations to Tiger. If you are one of our Patreons, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're awesome. We might be redoing the logo. I'm toying around with that. But I don't want to get it out in front of my, uh, over my skis. Uh, Patreon supporters, you guys are awesome. Uh, if you subscribe to the YouTube channel and the Facebook page, we love you, love you, love you. Make sure you go to iTunes. Give us some stars. Give us a little review. That will beat the algorithm, people. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the day. We will see you here. We'll be, we'll be talking some Game of Thrones next week. And, and who knows? Maybe something will happen in the world of politics. Yeah.